I'm J.P. Tuesday. And I'm Kiki Cannon. As lifelong Disney fans, the work of countless talented Disney creatives have shaped our lives. Now, as the Disney catalog expands, we're taking a journey through film and television to discover if that spark that shaped us as children lives on in adulthood. Does your favorite Disney media still cast that same spell? Join us as we find out. We are Rewatching the Magic. Hi, Kiki. Hi, Titi. Uh, this is our D23 recap. Neither one of us were at D23 this year, but a lot of stuff got announced and a lot of stuff got shown to the public. And uh, we're going to go through uh, a bunch of it and give our thoughts on uh, on 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 on, uh, on all of it. So, uh, where where since there was so much talked about, Kiki, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, you want to do a quick run through of the animated? They they didn't really show a whole lot of that, so we can probably go through that pretty quick. All right. So uh, from Walt Disney Studio, uh, Walt Disney, yeah, Walt Disney Animation. They they told us about um, they showed a new trailer for Strange World to the uh to the crowd. Uh, they did not release it to the public. But uh, give us a little insight of what the movie is going to be about, that it's pretty much really going to be about a estranged father and son trying to reconnect while also trying to save this strange world. So it seems to follow the new Disney formula of family trauma. Yay, more family trauma. I mean, we've seen the trauma between two sisters. We've seen the trauma between... Uh, grandmother and granddaughter and now it's father and son (laughs) yeah uh speaking of family uh trauma we're getting a sequel to inside out yeah pixar announced uh inside out 2 amy poehler is returning uh but uh in in a in a report that was released a few hours before that announcement uh we got the news uh that bill Hader and mindy kaling who was also part of the, that first movie cast, uh, are not coming back. They, uh, Amy Poehler got a considerable raise for this, for to return for this movie, and uh, her co-stars um, did not. So they're not coming back. <sighs> I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But, you know, since they did announce that new emotions were going to be involved in this movie, I assume that those characters, uh, disgust and fear are not going to have a big as big a role in the sequel as they did in the original. So I guess they don't feel they need to pay the actors that much, which is it's what sucks. Yeah. Um but like I said, I don't know how much of a part they would have been having and uh, like I don't know if that was just for a cameo, if that was Part of their, um, you know, if they wanted a bigger part for their characters or if they thought they were being underbid for the amount of record time they'd be doing. So uh, we'd we'd have to know more about the situation, I guess. Yeah, the movie will follow a teenage Riley finally hitting that puberty button from the end of the first movie, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. So um, 
we got another from uh, from Walt Disney Studios. We got they announced their next film after Strange World, Wish, which will be their big Disney 100th anniversary movie. That was another thing that they announced that, you know, next year will all be about Walt Disney's 100th anniversary as a company. The uh, the movie Wish will be about the origins of the famous wishing star that we've seen so many characters wish upon over the last 100 years. Interesting concept, but we have buried the lead, which is that Alan Tudyk is going to voice a goat. <laughs> goat! Yeah. Alan uh, Tudyk is, you know, it's Disney's good luck charm, so why would you not want him in your movie? I mean, I want him in every movie, so... Yeah. And they did, uh, they did, uh, it will be a musical, and they did perform one of the songs that will be in the movie live for the audience. Yeah, I mean, it's got Ariana DeBose in it, Mm -hmm. so, um, I'm, I'm sold. I like her. Um, but it will, it will be interesting to see how they handle that concept. Uh, back to Pixar, they show, they announced, uh, they showed more of their next movie, Elemental, which is coming out in June, which is about elemental people that live in a town and uh, a, a a girl made of fire and a boy made of water will fall in love and try to figure out how to make that work. What if the elements had feelings? Yep. I mean, that's the Pixar formula, so we're going to go with it. After Elemental, they announced their next film, Elio which will feature an 11-year-old boy who contacts aliens and becomes the ambassador of Earth. Which I suppose is going to be what if space aliens had feelings. Sure. Um, it might just be what if humans had feelings, because maybe we, maybe we need that right now. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, transitioning from... Disney animation to Disney live action, if you want to call it live action, they announced the Lion King prequel Mufasa, which will be done in the same uh, realistic CG animation that the previous Lion King remake was done in, and will focus on Mufasa's rise to become king of Pride Rock. I don't want this. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't want this. I don't know who wants this. I don't know who this is for. If it was traditionally animated, would you want it? Or is this you're kind of done with Lion King prequels and sequels? I mean, I could see why you might want a Lion King sequel. Like, oh, is is the, the little kids of... You know, we we did Simba that movie already. Yeah, I mean, movie. I I could see when when they were like, okay, it's the Lion King two. I was like, I can understand why this happened. And then Lion but, King three was a prequel. <laughs> yeah, but that was also like the Timon and Pumbaa movie, wasn't it? Though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can understand who the Timon and Pumbaa movie was for, but. I do not understand who was like, you know what I really want to know? Mufasa's rise to power. Honestly, if this was Scar 
the prequel, like they did like Maleficent or Cruella or whatever, that I get. If you were like, hey, we're going to do a movie about Scar. I'm pretty sure we're going to find out how he got his scar. Yeah, no, no, I maybe. But if if they did like the like, let's deconstruct scar and why maybe he's not like a villain or whatever. I get the audience for that. Or why he is a villain or why he is a villain. What happened? You know, yeah, jealousy between the brothers. What happened there? Yeah. I get who that movie can be for. Everybody wants to watch a villain. I get it. Mufasa the prequel, I do not understand the audience for this movie. I mean, if you are the audience for this movie, hey, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what is in this for you. But I don't I don't get it. All right. So then, then came... The thing that broke the internet. The first teaser for the Little Mermaid remake. People who were at the event got to see the complete part of your world scene. We saw about five seconds and it everyone lost their minds. Either you're how can Ariel be a black girl? Or the thing that, that got me was Dozens and dozens of black girls losing their minds that Ariel is now one of them. It looks like them. Videos of little girls saying she looks like me. Mama, she's a black girl. What is this feeling in my heart and why are my eyes leaking? Those are such cute little videos. Yeah. Also, anything that makes a racist just go like, maybe, 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 this isn't the, the accurate to the to story. The author is spinning in his grave. I mean, newsflash, Ariel dies in the book. Yeah, I mean, like, the original story, like, also in the original story, she has, like, you know, green transparent skin. So, like, go make her. She wasn't even named Ariel. She didn't have a name. She was just called the Little Mermaid. Also, it's a story about a bisexual man working through his feelings about not being able to be with the man he loves. So the fact that this story isn't like super gay also has the author spinning in his grave. So maybe shut all of the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to bleep that. Sorry. (laughs) This is hey, this PG-13 podcast. You got your one. Yeah, that was my one. That's your one. I need racist and bigots to shut up, please. There, There's my one. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was fine. It was it, it's a teaser. She's a good singer and the CG looks nice. Yeah, the pipes. That's what got me was that all you really need for Ariel is to have the whole thing is her voice. So if you have the voice, you got it. And she's got the pipes. She's got the voice. Yes. I feel like I have to see this movie just to stick it to the racists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same. Like, whatever. We got a full trailer for Hocus Pocus 2. After our, that teaser from a few months ago, the full trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 was released. It's coming in at the end of the month. It's fine. It still feels like Disney's The Craft to me. And that's not a 
bad thing? No, I mean, I, I still like it, you know? Yeah. It's going to have the... You know, the witches, it's going to have Doug Jones back. I mean, it's Yeah, I wanted have, to mention you know, that, yeah. And they made sure to let you know, because they ended that trailer with Billy coming out of the grave saying, no, I'm a good zombie. Yeah, I mean, how 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 do you not like that? And it's it, it looks fine. It looks fun. It looks good. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I mean... So far, no complaints. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't make a full decision until I see the full movie. But so far, everything's got me still wanting to watch the movie. So it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Again, September thirtieth. We'll see how that goes. The one that I want to talk about, though, Disenchanted, coming on November twenty fourth. It took the one thing that I didn't think of because I think I knew the I kind of had an idea what the story was going to be that it was going to be you know uh, real life isn't really what Giselle is it as fat, satisfactory to Giselle as she thinks so she wishes for a fairy tale life but she's a stepmom now what role is the stepmom in a fairy tale I am I, ready for evil Giselle oh man. Amy Adams going back and forth in the trailer between adorable Giselle and evil Giselle is so fun. And, you know, everyone's falling into their archetypes because you have the owner of the land who becomes the queen. And obviously you have their their stepdaughter who falls into that Cinderella role. I did not think about this until like yesterday at work. Um, we don't really see... Uh, Robert in the trailer all that much, which makes me wonder. We know what happens to the father in these stories. Or at least one parent, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's like, oh, I was, I was thinking, oh, yeah, and then, and then it hit me. Oh, no. Oh, well, the are, thing are, is... are we going to see Patrick Dempsey die in this movie? Um... I mean, he might, like, suffer an accident and end up in a coma or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was with you in the fact that, like, Giselle learning that real life is not so much happily ever after. I mean, they start the they start the, the trailer with her saying, you know, happily ever after isn't what she thought it was. Well, the thing about fairy tale tropes is that they always end at the wedding. Mm -hmm. And she says back in Andalusia, the hard part was finding the happily ever after. The hard part was finding your true love. So she found her guy and that's where the the story in the fairy tale always ends. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you've got that kiss at the altar and end of movie. But that's not the real world. That's that's the start of the story in the real world. Yeah. You know, and then it's what happens after that. So I like that if we're going with the deconstruction of fairy tale stories. Well, yeah, what what happens after that? 
And, and you know, uh, James Marston still in perfect as Prince Edward or King Edward, as we call him. Should we call him now? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I like how he's the one that kind of puts the idea in her head. If you don't like the way the world is, change it. Well, the interesting thing is, is that we do see that Giselle has a child of her own. Yeah, they have a baby. At, at the start of the movie, because she has a, a baby. Mm. And that is not usually a thing in most fairy tales, at least in the kind of Disney ones mm -hmm. that they do. You don't usually have the stepmother with an, another child. Um Sometimes you do because you have the the wicked stepsisters in you know the Cinderella story and and stuff like that. But they're already grown, grown. and you know Cinderella's same age and stuff, and they're not related to her, which is the important thing. They're from another marriage and biologically not related to her at all, um, so that they can be wicked and evil and you know usurpers to, to whatever she has, but. This would be, you know, biologically speaking, at least, uh, you know, her half sibling. Um, and so that's going to be a little more complicated family dynamic there. Mm -hmm. um, that we've got this small baby in the, the mix. And so even if you've got the teenage girl who's maybe now the the target of ill will for our Giselle turning evil um what part is the baby going to to play in this yeah uh which is an interesting wrinkle because that's not usually one that we get in these stories it usually has to be a very clear-cut family dynamic the step parent in this dynamic is one that is coming in to to take over a place in the family dynamic that is unearned and is unliked by um the the members of the quote-unquote true family but that's not going to be the case here because everyone does like giselle you know the teenager even though she's I think going through some teenage angst, moving through and moving to a new town and, and all that kind of stuff and the changes with the new baby and every, you know, you remember what being a teenager is like. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, all that goes along with that. She still has love for her family and she still has love for Giselle, I'm assuming. And, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see and i i can't wait to see what they do with it and i can't wait to see what part we get with uh james marston and idina menzel coming back mm -hmm. for this like what what part do they play in the story um and it's supposedly it's it's another musical so we're going to have some musical numbers Oh yeah, there there definitely are. You do see musical numbers seeping in because of the fairy tale world. I assume because of the fairy tale world, as she starts changing it, you do see that she's performing musical numbers in the the real world uh, setting there. 
but you can also see that she still retains some of her powers because she's still at the beginning of the trailer calling the pigeons and the <laughs> bugs and stuff in New York. She still has her Disney princess powers. Yeah. Um, so I, I cannot wait to see this thing. That trailer looks better than I had any hope for. Uh, some were saying that it should have been theatrically released. And I, I have a hard time arguing with them on that. Yeah, it looks really way too good for a Disney Plus release. I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Hopefully, it will get like a limited theatrical run at some point, so it that maybe get, it can be up for some awards. It, it at best, it'll probably be released for one day at the El Capitan Theater in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a minimum of like a week or two weeks or something that you have to play in a brick and mortar theater to, to get on the, the awards list. But um, yeah, I, I think like probably Disney will at least throw it into like one theater they own for that minimum time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the final from Disney plus movie they showed was Peter Pan and Wendy uh, which will be released at some point next year. Uh, Jude Law was announced as playing Captain Hook. And the big thing that they made a, a big effort to push in that Peter and Wendy will be equals in the movie and not just Peter being the, the main deal. Hopefully he will be less of a coitus guy in this one. <laughs> Go back to our Peter Pan episode and uh, find out what we mean by that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Our, our love of Peter Pan as a character is legendary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where where to now? Uh, 20th Century Studios. Let's go with that. Avatar The Way of... That's all they showed was uh, 20 minutes of Avatar The Way of Water. They handed out 3D glasses to everyone in the, in the, uh, in the venue, and they showed 20 minutes of the movie. That's, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, you want to talk about a film I am not at all giving a crap about either way. I think James Cameron is going final, uh, falling into his George Lucas prequel era where it's all about the special effects and not, not so much about the story. Well, yeah, that first one just had a ton of story, let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, I saw it simply because, oh, it's... You know, that was the time where 3D movies was kind of a novelty. Now, everything's released in IMAX 3D. I did not even see that movie in 3D. And apparently they are they are released. They're re- they are re-releasing the original ahead of the sequel's release. So much so that they took it off Disney Plus. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Darn. How will I ever catch up on the complex story and world building of Avatar? <laughs> before yeah. the sequel which i probably won't even see until it comes out on disney plus honestly probably so <laughs> let's let's move on uh lucasfilm lucasfilm Film, yeah uh we got the new thing we got a fight we got that new trailer for andor that came out the final trailer because um this week uh this 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 wednesday is the first three episodes of of uh andor will be on disney plus yeah cannot wait it looks good it looks really good that that all the trailers and all the stuff about it yeah 
Yeah. Can't wait for that one. Although, Diego Luna I, looks really compelling. And I mean, he was good. He was good in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was already sold on that. But he is looking really uh, deep into the character. Yeah, and they announced that this will be a 24-episode story, which means they announced Season 2 of Andor is happening. Yeah. So the first 12 episodes will come out uh, starting next week, and then they are going to start filming Season 2 uh, early next year, and hopefully we'll get the next 12 episodes after that. We haven't had a bad live-action Star Wars series yet, so I'm I'm still hoping for it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of live action Star Wars series, Mandalorian season three. We finally got a trailer, public trailer for that. Not yeah. much. Not much was shown. It's a mixture of season two footage, Boba Fett footage, and the armor, uh, the armorer's dialogue from Boba Fett. But season three is coming. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it. It looks it looks good. <laughs> and and they, they they did announce that Mando and Grogu are going to be coming to the Disney parks. So if you're a Disney parks goer, uh, yay, you get to you you get to meet Mando and Grogu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they showed. Uh, we got a first trailer for Tales of the Jedi animated series. It's going to be following the lives of. A young Count Dooku and Ahsoka Tano. So that that's, I mean, I'm Ahsoka, sure, Ahsoka, awesome. But the uh, it's very interesting that we're actually going to see Dooku as a young man in in, in this series, and as a uh, Jedi teaching Qui Gon. So we're going to get young Qui Gon in this series as well. You're not the most favorable to the animated side of Star Wars, but it, it's at least an an an, uh, an interesting concept. Yeah, and it's going to be more anthology-based rather than a continual uh, story all the way mm. through. So, From the non-Star Wars part of Lucasfilm, we got that first, we got that trailer for Willow the series. Looks so good, looks so good, looks so it good. It does, and they announced uh, at D23 that Christian Slater will be part of the cast. He's returning. It's going to be awesome. I guess one of the characters is the baby from the first movie because he said, you know, I knew your mother. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. the. the... Well, you can't really do a sequel series and not answer what happened to that baby. True, true, true. Yeah. I I did like um, uh, Warwick Davis when he was on stage made a, a, an illusion like the force is strong with this series. Wait, wrong franchise. <laughs> The magic is strong. I almost expect him to say, no, wrong franchise again. <laughs> I forget that Warwick Davis was part of two magical franchises. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to the to the show coming next year. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait to see it. And finally, Indiana Jones 5. Still no title for this movie, which at this point, I'm going to guess the movie is just going to be called Indiana Jones. They showed a trailer. Uh, that was not released to the public. However, Harrison Ford was shown after seeing the trailer crying on stage. He may not yeah. give a damn about Star Wars, but he loves his Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, he uh, 
He has announced that this will be it for him, though. That so that is that is what he he said on stage at D twenty three that this this will be his, his last his last Indiana Jones film. So that's gonna be very interesting. And where they decide to continue, if they decide to continue with the franchise, will that be? Uh, how? how? I mean, how do you do it without? I mean, it Harrison it might Ford? be like a young Indiana Jones thing again. Possibly. I, I mean, you know, you don't you don't have River anymore, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um the there there is a a lot you could theoretically do going back and and being like well you know here's the the young teenage indiana jones yeah teenage is it safe to bring back uh is it safe to bring back shia labeouf (laughs) um i mean would the audience be accepting of it i i mean I, i don't know um if you if you wanted to you know you could always do a you know, if you wanted to bring over from the the TV series, you know, there's I I think Sean Patrick Flannery's still working, um, but I don't I, I don't know exactly how old he is right now, um, but there may be something in the movie where he's like, you know, I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't feel like doing this anymore here. Other character, you carry on the like passing down the something. hat to passing down the hat to a new character. Yeah. I mean, you could pass the, the fedora and the whip on to, you know, someone else. Um, and if that new character is a woman, everyone's going to lose a blow a gasket over it. Um, Interestingly, when I was a teenager and we just had those three movies mm-hmm. um, and it was like, that's all for Indiana Jones. My idea for the fourth Indiana Jones was Indiana Jones's daughter. And it was basically kind of what they did for Indiana Jones for. Except it was a daughter instead of a son. It was it was extremely it was extremely similar except for a more coherent storyline and a daughter instead of a son. Hmm. Um. So it was kind of fascinating when I saw the fourth movie and I was like, this is just the crappy version of what I thought up as a teenager <laughs> and a a boy. Um. <laughs> So yeah, the I I will be interested to see it, and of course the 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 well you know what we'll we'll get to it when we talk about the other thing. Yeah, so let's get to uh, let's get to Marvel. Marvel, where do you want to start? Worth the price of admission that Marvel started their part their their panel with a live performance of Rogers the Musical. <sighs> Uh, yeah, that that was that was cool. If I if I could if I could have have been there, that that would have been worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. 
we have Avengers Campus. There's a theater right there. Just put it right there, and I'll I'll go see it every time I go to, to Disneyland. <laughs> but let's let's get to uh, what they showed at. Uh, I I just just a, a side note. I don't know why that's not a show at the parks. Maybe not like a full show, but I don't know why you don't have a stripped down version of that show as a thing for Avengers Campus. Yeah. If you're Disney, that was such a funny moment and the fans loved it so much. Put a couple of more songs in that and make that a show just like you have some of the other live I mean, shows at Disney. That theater, what I was that I'm talking about, the Hyperion Theater, that used to have the Frozen musical. And they had a one-act version of Frozen. You can have a one-act Marvel, you know, here's everything that happened in the MCU up to the first Avengers movie. Well, no, a, just have a one-act Rogers the musical. And have it be goofy and cheesy and have it end with that song. Mm. Just write a couple of other songs and have it be a goofy in-universe MCU show of this is the goofy show, or at least part of it, you know, and be like, come watch the touring company of rogers the the musical or something mm-hmm. and sell it as an in, in, mcu in, in universe show on avengers campus that would be funny and i think everyone would love that yeah um marvel fans would eat that up absolutely and then you you end with that song because it's so goofy and fun um and it's it would be a fun little break in air conditioning for for people wandering avengers campus um so yeah i don't i don't know why they haven't done that it would it would be absolutely brilliant as a as a show uh an indoor show for for avengers campus right there yeah so uh, let's get to what they announced uh I feel so bad for so many Marvel fans because they had their expectation turned up way too high. Like, they're going to announce the Scarlet Witch movie. They're going to announce the X-Men movie. They're going to announce Deadpool movie. It's like they just announced the next two and a half years of movies two months ago at San Diego. What do you want? (laughs) Well, I mean, we know what we want and we've told them what we want. The fact that they're apparently not listening is is a completely different thing but we've kind of been telling them what we want ever since the fox merger so yeah no there's uh, according to some news outlets there's there's some there's some contractual obligations that uh prevent them from doing it right away yeah throw money at it <laughs> you're disney Throw money at it. I bet you those contractual <laughs> obligations are going to go away real quick. So anyway, let's let's start with Fantastic Four. Everyone expected the cast of Fantastic Four to be announced. We did not get that. We got a director. <laughs> Matt Shackman, who directed uh, WandaVision, will be doing the movie. And since he already kind of knows how to do a family of superheroes, I'm pretty sure he will know how to handle this. You know? I mean, 
maybe just just give us a official release of the you know really goofy fantastic four that was never released that's that's all we want <laughs> you know Re- yeah. release the roger corman fantastic four officially <laughs> make that canon that's all we want <laughs> maybe <laughs> It's better than the officially released Fox versions. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ant-Man the Wops Quantum Mania, a new new footage was shown to the crowd, and we didn't get to see any of that. But uh, yeah, which uh, the movie coming is coming out in February, and we haven't seen any footage of this movie yet. But then again, that it, makes me wonder about reshoots possibly but i think it has to do a lot with black panther wakanda forever which uh has is yet to come out i'm pretty sure as soon as that comes out we'll start seeing some footage of uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania but uh another new trailer for black panther wakanda forever was shown to the crowd that's it i mean i'm i'm loving the kind of teaser that we got um with the uh, no woman no cry that we got before, mm. uh, I I want to see more of it. I want to know more about the story. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do worry about the fact that we haven't seen anything from Quantumania because that's kind of the movie that the next phase revolves around well they said the quantum mania is going to have direct repercussions to the next avengers movie which they did announce at san diego comic-con as the king dynasty well i mean that's that's my point though because the you know we we got the he who remains reveal you know over Mm -hmm. on disney plus and that's the springboard for the multiverse that will be the phase five mm-hmm. um, crux. But Ant-Man and the Wasp is really where we're going to see the Kang reveal. You know, they, they he who remains said like, well, some have called me a conqueror, which is the hat tip to that. But, Quantumania is really where we're supposed to get hey, what's up? I'm Kang. So you know your entire next phase depends on Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Jonathan Majors being Kang, which I have full faith in. Yeah. Jonathan Majors is awesome. And, you know, he already blew it away with the, the he who remains bit. I'm I'm fully invested in the fact that he is absolutely gonna slaughter this as Kang. No no reservations here. But I I I am the soft mark, okay? <laughs> I'm not the one you have to sell. You have to sell everybody else on this. Um, and I'm a, I'm a little worried that we we haven't started the the hard push on that. Uh, so you know. Again, it, it's September. This movie's coming out in February. Yeah, you should you should already be be putting out the like beware of Kang vibes. Yeah. Um, 
for for the uh the less in informed here uh but i i understand if you don't want to step on black panther's thunder because that's important too especially since they're really pushing the chadwick boseman tributes with this movie yeah and of course everybody's wondering who's in the suit because we did get an image of somebody in the suit, and it is new footage. Yeah. That's not just a reuse from the previous movie. Because so, this Black Panther is facing off against Namor. Yeah, and it's... I mean, that's anybody's guess at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's There's a couple of contenders from the comics. But... It really is up for grabs in the MCU because the MCU does not always follow the comics. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the other big one that they announced is going to be Captain America New World Order. It's going to be one more for the good guys. Not yeah. no, not not that New World Order. No. Yeah. Captain no. America's not going to fight Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. <laughs> that would be funny, but no. So they announced some new cast members for uh, New World Order. Tim Blake Nelson is back, and he's finally going to become the leader. Well, this is an interesting one because um, fan theory for She-Hulk. Maybe skip ahead a minute or two if you don't want to hear fan theories for She-Hulk, which is still currently airing as we're recording this. There are people who have wondered if Tim Blake Nelson might not show up in She-Hulk. As of this recording, he has not. But there are some things going on in She-Hulk that make people wonder if the leader might make an appearance in She-Hulk. A lot of yeah, we've seen the Wrecking Crew looking. He's that they're after She-Hulk's blood. Who was the character who wanted Hulk blood? Yeah, and um you know, there's there's only a couple of places you can get that. <laughs> there's the Hulk and there's She-Hulk. So, um if somebody's out there looking for for Hulk blood, you know, who's going to be interested in that? Well, the leader is one of those those few people that we know of um in prior MCU things and given that they've now made uh abomination a fully fledged member of the mcu yeah and given that they're now saying tim blake nelson is going to be uh the leader in this new captain america movie they are fully integrating that edward norton movie with the mcu which they already kind of did in um what if Mm mm-hmm when they redid some of the scenes from that movie, but they animated. Um, they, made, they made him look like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, they animated Mark Ruffalo's face um, into those scenes where Edward Norton originally appeared. Which makes me hurt that William Hurt is no longer with us. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is sad that he, he can't be there to, to, you know, be part of that. But William Hurt as Red Hulk would have been awesome. Yeah, they they have already hat-tipped Edward Norton 
in She-Hulk, uh, where Mark Ruffalo makes <laughs> makes a joke that he was an entirely different person uh, when when he last fought Abomination, uh, <laughs> which was a, a, a nice joke. So it, it it might be that Tim Blake Nelson's first appearance in the MCU proper may not be in this Captain America movie. We may get it much, much sooner as within the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So uh, the other one they announced was Thunderbolts. And we got our Thunderbolts team. And Talk yeah, these- about not following the comics. Well, obviously, as I mentioned, William Hurt no longer with us, so Thunderbolt yeah. Ross cannot be there to lead the Thunderbolts. Yeah. We got Val as our leader. And our team, Ghost, Red Guardian, Yelena, Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent, and Taskmaster. This team is very woman-heavy. I don't mind it, but you know people are gonna. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care. Let them whine. Um, I I like this lineup. It'll it'll be interesting. Um, this does mean that uh, we won't be getting Winter Soldier over in the Captain America movie because yeah. he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be busy. A, he's gonna be busy with Thunderbolts. A lot of people were disappointed that Zemo was not announced as a main in this movie. He might be the villain though. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, but also he might show up in Wakanda Forever because that was the last place we know he's going. Yep. Uh, he was being uh, taken off by the Dora Milaje with uh, at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Hmm. So he might make an appearance there, which might lead him into a breakout we don't know i mean you know he might escape or be let go uh, during the events of that movie but this does give us confirmation that ghost is still alive after the events of uh ant-man and the wasp but now it's ghost and five super soldiers yeah that's a lot of super soldiers this is like every super soldier we've seen in the mcu minus captain america really and then there's ghost (laughs) and then there's ghost yeah um so yeah it's it's gonna be a super soldier heavy team uh i'm i'm not i'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing okay but uh yeah yeah and uh we will find that out in 2024 so they haven't even filmed the movie yet. Everyone, the main cast was there, with the exception of Florence Pugh, who had other engagements. But she did send a recorded message to the to the fans at the event. So yeah, she's off being the drama on the film festival circuit right now. So she's she's having her own issues right now. The Marvel shows they show the first they photo they showed some scenes from the Ironheart series. Again, not released to the public because. She's her debut is going to be in Wakanda Forever. So I guess they didn't they did what they could to not spoil that, I guess. But we did get a trailer for Secret Invasion. The new series. It looks like with uh, with Samuel Jackson back as Nick Fury. It looks like it's not going to be as huge of a scale as the Secret Invasion comic storyline, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Well, I mean it's it's a 
I think they're going more heavily on the secret part of the secret invasion. You know, I, I, I think it's, they're leaning more heavily into the idea of the scroll replacement on earth rather than the scroll invasion of earth. <laughs> yeah. Rather than the part that was, you know, out in space. And I, it, I would assume that they're not going to be replacing any major heroes like in the original, like the, in the comic storyline, but more or less replacing important figures in the political sense. Like we could have world leaders that were replaced by a scroll and Sam Jackson has to figure it out. Uh, yeah, or maybe members, uh, surviving members of the World Council. Mm. Um, and other bits of that, or maybe some smaller scale uh, things. Uh, we did see Maria Hill back. Yeah. Talos, we saw him uh, as a human, as the same human character he had in the in in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult on the scale that they're doing especially as a disney plus series to do the kind of hey we're replacing all the big the big heroes especially since some of the heroes that got replaced are now no longer going concern in the mcu yeah um so they're going to have to change the story a little bit and i think they're trying to make it more nick fury as a spy which which we haven't really seen that in the MCU. I mean, that's how the character started, was as a spy. Yeah, so I'm going to be very fascinated in where it goes. And I, like I said, I think they're leaning very heavily into the secret invasion part of the, the invasion. And More I secret, like, not so much invasion. Yeah, I like the idea that this is going to be going on as a separate layer while everything else is going on and uh they said that secret invasion will lead into armor wars the trailer the secret invasion trailer did show us john uh don Cheadle back as roadie and uh, armor wars will feature don Cheadle as roadie as the main character uh they i don't think they've even started filming the series yet yeah, there's no premiere date, there's no anything, there's no footage, there's no, yeah, it's just like Don Cheadle as Rhodey in Armor Wars, <laughs> so. Uh, Echo, we, we got that, everyone's coming back, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, footage of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin with an eye patch was shown, so it looks like he survived. Yeah, and um, once again, they're not they're they're not telling us when that's going to come out um but they do have a a few you know production pictures and stuff so i think they've they've uh started with that but speaking of vincent d'onofrio that leads us uh into the other panel he was on which was the daredevil born again panel yeah daredevil born again Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio back, and uh, yeah, there's been some rumors of what the show might be, but you know, we'll see. Did 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 Daredevil get dusted during during the uh, and this is his 
great return back to Hell's Kitchen. Well, the interesting thing is, if Charlie Cox is telling the truth, he has not even seen a script yet. Because one of the things he said at D23 during interviews was he has not even seen a page of script. He has no information on what they want to do. So they haven't even started production yet. They will not start production until 2023, according uh, to what has been released. And they and they say it's going to be 18 episodes. So let's see how that goes. Yeah, 18 episodes. It's the longest uh, episode order that we've gotten so far for a Marvel series. For which, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of fascinating. Um, I will be really interested. Uh, he's already uh, kind of put out people he hopes they can get to come guest star <laughs> maybe i mean charlie so, Cox is supposed to guest star in she-hulk that episode has not aired yet as it's well he's already been confirmed um but so yeah, that, he's, that, he's that already episode, confirmed that yeah that episode hasn't aired yet as of this recording but could we yeah. possibly see she-hulk in the daredevil show well that's what he wants He's hoping, he said, I I will be on She-Hulk. You know, I have gone, you know, and been on She-Hulk. I h- would hope that we could work She-Hulk into that. He's also, like, uh, best friends with Tom Hiddleston. So he was like, if we could get anybody to come pop in just for, like, 20 seconds to say hi, that would be who I would choose. <laughs> but that's just because I want to work with my best friend. So he's like, I have no idea how that would even work. That makes no sense. But, you know, it would just be fun. So Speaking um, of, speaking of Tom Hiddleston, Loki Season 2 trailer was shown at D23. Yeah, uh, not released to the public, unfortunately. Because they're still filming the show. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they are they are still filming. They have been filming for, what, 12 weeks now, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, but they've released a little bit of rough cut footage, it seems. Um, we got some pretty good descriptions of what that footage is. Um, also, we got a new cast member, which has shockingly not leaked until he stepped out on stage at D23, which was a surprise to everyone when Kiwi Kwan, also known as Short Round from... <laughs> Uh, Indiana Jones. It's a great picture of of him and Harrison Ford reunited at D23. Yeah, that was that was what I was gonna say with the when we talked about the Indiana Jones thing is they met backstage. Um, the Harrison Ford and Kiwi Kwan w- were able to meet backstage and have a picture together, and the two of them just smiling. I mean, you never see Harrison Ford smile for anything, and there's just pictures of him just beaming. Um. But yeah, but most most recently though is Kihui Kwan just returned to acting famously for Everything Everywhere All at Once, another multiverse uh, project. 
And the most fascinating part of that is that the two directors of that film were originally supposed to direct Loki season one. Mm. And they were, I don't know whether it was a scheduling thing or creative differences or what, but they passed on the job. Um, they're, they're professionally known as the Daniels. And when the Daniels passed on the job, they gave the job instead to Kate Heron, who ended up being the director for season one. And the Daniels went on to direct everything, everywhere, all at once. And now in season two, Kiwi Kwan is joining the cast. And in interviews uh, after um, he was announced um, after the panel, he said that he has is a giant fan of the MCU and has been following it the whole time and is very much into it and was thrilled to be able to participate. It's apparently in the footage. He is seen as a analyst for the TVA. Apparently uh, from what I understand that some footage actually showed Jonathan majors and Tom Hiddleston in some sort of fight. It, it does appear that that might be a thing. I, I'm not sure if that was footage or if that was people speculating. However, what I do know was that there was footage of Loki breaking the wall. I think they said it was the wall that used to house the androids of the timekeepers. Mm. And behind that was a golden statue of Kang. However, there is one thing that um, everybody has been talking about, and I will read it because it is fascinating. Um, This is a transcription of the audio. Um, It does show Loki being pulled through the multiverse. At one point, it shows multiple Lokis in the same place and by multiple Lokis it does seem to mean multiple Tom Hiddleston version of Lokis Mm. so not just variants like um, the army that was with President Loki you know not in that sense but multiple versions of Tom Hiddleston Loki Um, but at one point he is speaking to Mobius And he says, this is going to sound strange. I am being pulled through time. I saw terrible, awful things. This is about everything, but there's nothing that stands between this world and our destruction. Mobius says, war is on the way. A little little over the top, don't you think? And Loki said, I thought it was spot on. But then Loki says, I can't be the problem anymore, Mobius. And Mobius says, who said you were? Loki replies, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Phil Coulson, Thanos, Nick Fury, my father, my brother, Miss Minutes, you. (laughs) (laughs) And then apparently that's the that's the end of the trailer. Um, So. 
So a war is coming that could destroy the multiverse. I wonder if that's going to be kept a secret or not. But I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah. The but the thing is, is that during the the panel, um, both in in kind of a little cheeky riff between them, um, Tom Hiddleston and Kevin Feige did say that the events of Loki season two will directly lead into the Kang multiversal war, the the phase five. Mm. So that just like Loki season one set up uh, phase four and the multiverse, Loki season two will basically set up the premise of the, the phase five big, big part. So, it seems that, uh, you know, I've, I've joked for a long time that the MCU is built on two things, daddy issues and Loki. And it seems that they're continuing with that trend of the fact that Loki's kind of the linchpin of the entire MCU. And every time they start a new phase of the MCU, Loki somehow seems to be involved. Um, yeah. I I suppose that's a, a way of knowing where the MCU's bread is buttered. Yeah, I I can't wait to see this. It's it looks it's yeah. it sounds great. I mean, I more Loki is all is always good, but the one that that, that they that piqued my interest of the Marvel stuff, long rumored, long discussed, the rumored Halloween special from Marvel werewolf by night i know very little about this character other than the fact that he's a werewolf and he turns to one at night but that's all i really need (laughs) i mean this was always one of the funniest uh marvel titles to me as in literal titles because of course you're a werewolf by night that's when werewolves happen but it's usually werewolf under a full moon. This is just a werewolf who becomes werewolf at night regardless. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, is that we're going to get Man-Thing in this. Yeah, we got Man-Thing in the trailer, which there there are Man-Thing fans. So they were, they were, all, they were you know, excited. And I'm very interested because in the comics, he's like the keeper of the multiverse. So this might tie into the multiverse even more. My my favorite joke that I saw on Twitter about this was, yeah, but is he going to be giant size? <laughs> That's one for the comics fans. Um, <laughs> but the best part of Werewolf by Night is it's our old friend Kirk Thatcher. <laughs> He is one of the actors in this in this thing there. He's the if you if you watch the trailer, he's the the guy there with the uh the spiky punk hair and the leather jacket and the beard and all that you you can see right there at the beginning of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I don't know if it's just a trailer, but if they keep in the black and white motif, it it, it might actually be give it a bit of a novelty and I I I like that. Yeah, I I hope that that's not just a gimmick for the trailer. I hope that's a gimmick for the whole special. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and it looks be... great. It the the vibe looks great, and it's gonna have um, Gail Garcia Bernal in it. So um, that's that's gonna be cool because like him. So yeah, and it's unfortunate. I mean, one thing that I'm kind of sad that they that they didn't show is that they showed us nothing from the uh, Guardians holiday special, which is supposed to come out in December. Yeah. But uh, they packed a lot into that time that they had. But uh, again, I know very little about the character of Werewolf by night other than the fact that he's a werewolf, but that's really all I need to know. But yeah, October 7th, we will see, you know, I'm always more, I'm always interested in the idea of more supernatural characters introduced into the Marvel Universe because we have Blade now. Uh, Black Knight, if you want to count that. Now we're getting, uh, you know, Werewolf by Night, Man Thing. There is a version of the Frankenstein monster in the Marvel Universe. There are mummies in the Marvel Universe. Let's let's. I mean, do honestly, what, there's everything in the Marvel Universe. You can vampire, you can, yeah. So let's like, yeah. Let's let's do what Universal couldn't do and do the Dark Universe right. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, there's whatever you want to pull out of the Marvel universe, it's there. If you want to do comedy or horror or, you know, drama, deep, tragic stories, you can do that. I mean, and you can do them all within the span of the same character usually. So Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's all there and it's all been done at some point um, in the, in the comics. So Let's let's do this thing. Let's let's yeah. do it right. And I love that we're pulling out some of these kind of weirder, um, lesser known characters. Uh, speaking of uh, some other things that they uh, unveiled that are Marvel related, uh, over on the Disney Channel, we're gonna get Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, uh, another relatively newer character. Uh... It's a girl who has a pet dinosaur. That's all I need to know. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and they said uh, Allison Bree's gonna gonna guest at one point on the show. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. It's gonna debut um, February 10th on the Disney Channel, and then uh, later it will be up on Disney Plus. So that's another one for your Marvel uh, viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't get out of this thing without talking about Muppets. Yeah, there were two Muppet uh, panels at D23. They had one for the 30th anniversary of the Muppet Christmas Carol, which they announced that the full version of the movie, the restored version with the cut song When Love is Gone, will be on Disney Plus in December, December 11th, I believe. We yeah. talked about this before, but yeah, so to see the fully restored version as it was meant to be seen on Disney Plus. Yeah, and they did another panel for Muppets Mayhem, including a live performance of the Electric Mayhem doing a new version of Can You Picture That that they did actually uh, release as a single. And I'm glad they did the, uh, the newer, the current Muppet, Muppet cast members doing that song. Yeah, it it was it was really awesome and I cannot wait for this series. Um if you watched the 
Muppets ABC series that they they did a few years back. The Electric Mayhem was the bits were some of the best part of that. You know, the the episode where Miss Piggy made them do like slow jazz because it's a late night show and people are wanting to go to sleep so you can't do any upbeat music and you know um uh animal having a a drum battle with dave grohl and you know it's like there's some some great bits in there with the electric the uh yeah the live uh, fans recorded footage of the uh electric manham performance apparently has circled around so much that uh bill beretta who is the current performer for Dr. Teeth, has uh, said, you know, maybe he would take the Electric Mayhem on tour. And if that does happen, I'm I'm buying tickets. I don't care where it is. I'll go to see to see a live perform a live Muppet performance of anything. I, I want to be there for that. I mean, th- just that idea set Muppet Twitter on fire when he suggested it because there have been there have been live muppet shows but they're usually one-offs you know they'll do a one-off at the hollywood bowl or one at the o2 in london but it's never been a actual tour yeah i mean it's it's hard to take the muppets on tour mm. i mean that's that's a big ask because of you know all the stuff you have to bring with you um they seem to have laxed in that. I mean, they've straight up showed the Muppets performers straight on. You know, people, they're, they're visible, especially during... Well, we've talked about that before, about mm-hmm. that Jim wasn't precious about that. Mm-hmm. Disney is far more precious about that. That, you know, we, we don't want to ruin the magic for little kids or I anything mean, by showing a human underneath. Jim understood that kids will automatically erase the human out of that performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but Disney is very particular about. And, you know, I, the thing that's going to annoy me is that when they re-release the, um, the Muppet Christmas Carol it will have digitally removed arm rods because they've already done that. If you go on Disney plus right now and you look at the version of the movie that's on Disney plus right now, they have already digitally released the arm, uh, uh, digitally removed the arm rods from it. Hmm. Go, go look. It really, it really is. It's really on there. Um, somebody pointed it out to me the other day because I hadn't looked since they, first put it up and we talked about it on the show and they hadn't done it yet when they first put it up on Disney plus, but they've done it since then. It's probably part of the restoration process, the new movie transfer they're working on. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to go back to the other Muppet movies. It. I want to kind of want to go back to the other Muppet movies, see if they've done it for like the Muppet movie and great Muppet caper. Um, I don't know if they've done if they've done it yet, but as the as they're working on things uh, for Disney Plus, it seems that they're going into older stuff and removing the arm rods, and it's infuriating to you know traditionalist Muppet fans, I guess if you want to call us that, because that's you know it's one thing to do it, and we already talked about how annoyed I was. Uh, when they did it in some of the newer stuff, mm-hmm. um, 
but they did it for the original release. Now that they're going back and doing it on some of the old releases after the fact, I'm really incensed about it. Because, no, you know, Muppets should have arm rods. Like I said, Jim wasn't precious about that. Jim understood that the human brain will just filter that out. Um, The human brain is so good at filtering that out that I didn't even notice they were removing the arm rods at first in the ABC Muppets show. Because I'm so used to just filtering them out in my brain. Um, but no, leave, leave them in, leave them in. That's, it's part of the, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, you know, I mean, part of one of my favorite thing was the, was the footage of the performance of the Muppet Christmas Carol medley that they, that they did. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that or not. I, I probably have. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't mind that if that's how they're going. I mean, when Jim did the live shows, when Jim was still alive, he, not you know he did you know him 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 on stage holding up Kermit and you know they would often joke about it hey you know pay no attention to the shaggy bearded guy underneath me yeah but uh yeah if they decide to do the a a a a in in an electric mayhem live tour that would be awesome I would love to see that yeah same I mean all Muppets all the time as far as I'm concerned. More Muppet stuff. They need to do more Muppet stuff. And hopefully, again, you know, so hopefully this Muppet Mayhem show will generate uh, some buzz and, you know, maybe we'll get even more Muppet projects afterwards. So, yeah, that's all the stuff from D23 that we wanted to talk about. Uh, if there's anything that happened that you want to talk about, hit us up on the socials and have a, get a conversation going. Our next full episode will be our Talk Like a Pirate Day episode with Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. So join us for that. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye. If you want to help the fight for human rights in the U.S., the American Civil Liberties Union works to protect constitutional rights for all Americans. Their website is aclu.org. If you need reproductive services in the U.S. or wish to donate to those who do, go to abortionfunds.org for more info. The battle isn't over until the last person surrenders. The fight continues. Don't let the magic stop here. Join our conversation online on Facebook at Rewatching the Magic. Twitter at Rewatch the Magic. And of course new episodes every week at rewatchingthemagic.podbean.com Remember, the magic is for everyone. It only stops if you let it.